Hi everyone, may peace be on you all and welcome to season two of I'm a Muslim and that's okay. And as always, I'm your host, Shella, and I can't believe it. I can't believe that a podcast that I started on a whim is on season two. And I am, I am so grateful to all of you who have followed me throughout these past, past couple of months. I mean, before I went on break and who have always been there, always supported me and uh, sent me feedback. You know, I'm, I'm so appreciative of that. And uh, so here I am back again on the other side of my break, on the other side of my move. My God, it was so hectic. Uh, it's like... Uh, I, I I don't want to do this again. I don't want to have to ever move again. I mean, I'm planting roots here. I don't care who it is. They're not moving me from here because I, I it's, it's so much packing. It is ridiculous. I mean, when we were moving from our old house to this one, it's, it was literally like you're opening up, up like these closets and you're like why do I have all of this junk and I I, I was telling my sister I was like I just want to put it in a pile and burn all of this I don't want to pack all of these things but my god and I mean I guess that this was the only time that our obsession with Amazon Prime came in handy because I mean every few days we have boxes so you use those boxes for packing so it I mean recycling it's a good thing right saving the planet and all that <laughs> but uh, it was mad man I mean ugh, gosh I I really hate moving and uh, but it's done I'm in my new house in Dallas it's a nice area you know nice neighborhood and everything nice people so no complaints about that but man and it's been a crazy couple of months man I'll leave you guys for a couple of months and everything goes upside down I mean but I guess it's 2020 something's bound to happen at the blink of an eye but I mean but seriously um the couple of months that I, you know, took my break, I think a lot of really integral things happened. I mean, integral or I, I'm not even sure how to define it, especially for Texas reopening. Man, it was crazy. I'm I'm here in Dallas, Texas, and even when they hadn't opened it up, I mean, there was very few people, there were very few people who were actually following any of the social distancing rules and putting on masks and all that. So, I mean, it made me nervous going outside at any given point. So, and um, when they opened it back up again and with our spikes in cases, oh gosh, uh, I just, I mean, I'm glad now they're being more strict about enforcing the masks here because there is no other way really i mean i can't even imagine anyone really thinking that this isn't important that social distancing and being careful isn't important please 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 a thousand times please wear your mask please wear it properly i mean i have a really i have a friend who makes really cute masks you know i'll put her link in my bio just 
like buy her masks. She wears, she makes like really nice masks and buy a cute one. Just wear it. It'll be fashionable. I don't care. Just wear one because we have got to stop this. I mean, our, the schools have opened back up in Texas. My kids are not going to school. I even if they do open up the classrooms, I would rather have them virtual learning the entire year. I know they're going to drive me crazy by being here like for entire year 24/7. And yes, I know I have the luxury of being at home with them and not not a lot of people have that luxury. I get that. I I really do, but the thing is, I mean, if only half the people are wearing masks and enforcing wearing that masks for their kids. I mean, I can't even imagine little kids like kindergartners keeping that mask on for like 7-8 hours straight. How is that even possible? I can barely get my like 7 and 10 year old to wear it like for 10 minutes outside. I I mean I mean I guess that's why we don't go out that much because I can't get them to wear the mask but it's important. The thing is I I just don't know how kids will social distance and keep masks on it's just such a really complicated situation and really really mad props to all the teachers i think that they are in them and the first responders are in such a difficult really socially difficult situation really i mean they teachers are being forced to op- to be president classrooms and to be able to educate kids and take care of them in the middle of a pandemic. I I don't know about you, but it like just thinking about it scares the living daylights out of me. I would not be able to do this. And yet we have these these really unrealistic expectations of other people. How is this possible? But I don't I I just don't know. Uh, I don't know how people think that this is okay. to put such heavy expectations on our teachers on our first responders that we are not being careful and yet we want we are demanding these things of other people just because they're not our loved ones i i don't know it just it makes no sense to me but i hope you know um better logic prevails in the coming months and we can do virtual learning for all the kids that oh gosh again i know i have the luxury for this that i i am mostly a stay at home mom yeah i'm you know doing freelancing on the side but um i know i have that luxury not a lot of people have it but there has to be some better solution um then um i sending our kids out in a pandemic i mean i i don't know It's just really hard and I understand it's really hard. But and I've said this before, I think we as a nation didn't handle this properly. Powers that be in the US didn't ha- handle this properly. And uh, and I know I'll get a lot of flack for this, but it's the truth. Because the decisions during this pandemic have been made have been selfish decisions. very selfish decisions and uh decisions that have instigated a lot of um polarization amongst people a polarization that didn't have to be there it really didn't uh 
because it's not just the U.S. that is suffering from this pandemic. It isn't. Every single country in this world is affected by it, and, and affected in a really bad way. I, I give mad props to all the countries that have been able to control it to a good degree, because it's hard. It really is hard to. The thing is, people are used to living a certain way. They're used to a certain lifestyle, and then to have to enforce this as a nation is not easy. But they did it, and I know that there have been second outbreaks in many countries, but they're at least following protocol across the nation. There hasn't this been this amount of dissent in other countries as there have been, there has been in the U.S. And I think we really need to think about that. That the only way that we are really going to ever have any control over this pandemic is if we all work together. That's all there is to it. And the other thing that came about while I was on break was uh, was the protests surrounding uh, the tragic death of George Floyd and um, the immense support for the Black Lives Matter matters movement. I, I think that was a long time coming. This is really one of those causes that has always been very dear to me because. I haven't been in the U.S. for or for a long time. Well, I guess you could say a decade, more than a decade, is a significant amount of time. But I wasn't raised here, so um, I was not. How would you say? Oh, very um, aware, like deeply aware of the racial injustice that existed within the U.S. And you know, you get bits and pieces and snippets here and there of. Uh, racial inequality, but you don't really understand the the magnet <laughs> how big the problem is until you live here. And uh, when I moved here, um, slowly but surely, you get to see a lot of things that are not okay. I mean, I can say that yes, I have been I have experienced some racism, but not to this degree. George Floyd's death was it is not something that is i guess it's not an experience that is universal amongst racial minorities i am part of a racial minorities i'm a pakistani i'm muslim you could i guess call it a minority in two senses uh, by um, race and by religion as well but even then um the systemic racism against black people was something that i only realized very recently and it just it's something that really broke my heart because it i can't even begin to describe it it is not something that should still be an issue that black people have to go through in 2020 in a time when we have some of the most powerful computers like right at our fingertips a, a futuristic world that is upon us and yet we still treat people so poorly just because we have so much ingrained racism and i was very tempted during the time of the protests to break my silence but here's the thing 
a as I've mentioned before, uh, even as a minority, I have not never experienced this kind of racism ever. Yes, there are times when I do feel uh, the threat is imminent for my children, but never like this. And yet, here it is. It is a reality for so many Black families. I mean, a majority of Black families because the racism does exist. And second of all, it's the truth is, even within the Pakistani community, and I guess uh, on the broader spectrum, the, the South Asian community, there is a lot of ingrained racism that we hold also against um, people of black people and people of African descent. So and that is our shame. It really is. It's terrible that the thing is, I don't have a right to speak on the subject of, of bringing awareness to racial inequality against black people when it is so rampant in our community. That is why I, I felt that that was the time when the protests were at, at their peak. And I hope, and, and I know that they're still going on right now, but at, at its peak, when it, the media was covering it um, in full force, it was a time when it was important that black voices be elevated as opposed to, to voices that uh, had not done enough to fight against the racial injustice that against black people and, and people of African descent. Unfortunately, um, the, the awful truth of the matter is that this racial discrimination is very universal, that black people face this globally. And unless we have actively um, supported people of African descent, people who are black, and really socially change things for the better for them, I don't think we have a right to, you know, just hop on a bandwagon and support racial equality when during our every day we are not doing enough. So at that time, I decided that that would it would not be appropriate for me to speak on the matter. But I'm so glad that spotlight was shown upon problem that is so rampant and Black Lives Matter really did get a boost. And I just hope it, the ball keeps rolling. It has to happen. There are so many things that are that have been going wrong and up until now, up until the pandemic. I mean, if nothing else, at least we can take away from the pandemic that people came out in full force and they supported Black people in their in our communities, even though the system hasn't changed. I mean, entirely, but there's steps in the right directions have been taken. And I hope, particularly for those of the younger generation, I have a lot of hope in them. I I see that they are they're tired of all the things that are broken in the system. They're tired of it and they're stepping up. They're, they're raising their voices. They're doing, they're fighting the foot, good fight to make a difference. And I'm so glad for that because me and the generation before me, we didn't do enough. And that is, that is our sin. And that is something that we're, we're going to have to be answerable for, but I hope that all of this changes. And if it took a pandemic to change it, so be it, you know? 
I will wear a mask if it brings about the good change. But yeah, and I know I went off on a very serious tangent, but I I I felt that it was a, I felt that I had to I had to get it out. But uh, as for yeah, back to my podcast and back to back to season two. Yes, I'm so excited, and I have um, a whole whole slew of episodes all charted out for all of you and uh, I have uh, my first segment that I'm going to begin with is uh, going to be a series of interviews that I'm going to be taking uh, I'm going to be interviewing the most interesting women I know and that's what I call the se- segment some of the most interesting women I know I'll be interviewing them and these are the women that have really impacted me in the past decade. I mean, ever since I moved to the U.S. and even before then, some of the most interesting women that have come into my life and they that have really, really changed my life for the better. And um, they're all unique. They have all, you know, brought in very interesting perspectives. And I just wanted to share some of those pers- perspectives, their perspectives with you guys. And I hope, you know, you enjoy my interviews and uh, the thing is starting from season two um, I will be having um, an episode every two weeks I know um, it breaks from my previous format but with my kids being at home and me trying to um, I don't know get them educated some one way or the other it's been a real like struggle with them my god I mean it's been interesting but uh, with that I mean I have my hands full I've been trying to you know juggle a lot of things so I I, I'll have to like instead of having an episode every week I'll be having an episode every every two weeks but you know it'll be good so um I'll be starting off with my segment of some of the most interesting women I know and then we'll have regular episodes every two weeks and you know uh, maybe I'll you know, add in a couple of more segments uh, in the middle. But I hope you stay with me because, you know, I, I really love, you know, hearing from all of you. And uh, I, I love doing my podcast for you guys. So until then, you know, two weeks two weeks from now, um, I'll have my first interview for, for you guys. I'll send out my promo next week on my Facebook page. And you can search me out on Facebook. Uh, just search up I'm a Muslim and that's okay. You'll find my Facebook page. And uh, you can, please, if you're listening to my podcast for the first time, just hit subscribe and uh, you'll get an, an alert for a new interview episode comes out uh, two weeks from now. And I hope you join me then. So until then, take care and may peace be on you all. Thank you so much for tuning in to I'm a Muslim and That's Okay. And if you wish to follow my social media for more updates, you can follow me on Instagram, on Facebook, and on YouTube. All the links to those are in the show notes. And if you are on Apple or on Spotify or on Podchaser, please do give my podcast a five-star rating. It really does help get me, you know, in the public eye. And if you wish to donate to support the podcast, you can do so through the PayPal link in my show notes as well. Take care.